Welcome to Two Idiots Talk Health and Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Tyler. Each week we sit down to bring you practical, actionable health and fitness information. Let's get started. What's up, everybody? Episode 24. It's Ryan, it's Tyler, as always, and we're coming to you today with a juicy topic. A probably often misunderstood topic and an underutilized topic. Today we are going to talk about resistance bands, how you can use them, the benefits of them, uh, and a lot of a lot of ways other than just uh, hitting some curls with them in the mirror or something like that. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff with bands that we'll get into today. Before we do that, we have a few announcements. So as always. Thanks to everybody that continues to listen every week. If you're new to it, make sure you go back, get some old episodes in you. Give us that five-star review on Apple. Um, And make sure, you know, if you've been waking up with these little little temps in the 30s here, a little chilly, make sure you jump on and grab one of those zip-up hoodies or regular hoodies, whatever you prefer. They're available until the end of the month. So depending on when you're listening to this, time is running out. So make sure you grab one of those. Uh, for Cheswick, I don't know if you guys have seen on the news, a local four-year-old Zoe uh, has been cranking out some fundraising efforts for uh, the local police canine. Uh, so they'll be setting up outside the Cheswick Club on Saturday the 26th from 9 to 3. They're taking orders for hoagies from fat cats i think they're like eight bucks or something they also will have uh, at least 10 last i heard it was over 10 baskets for a chinese auction as well as like some baked goods and stuff so it's cool to see a a a girl that young um doing some doing some work hustling trying to raise some money so we want to be able to help her out and support that show her what our members are all about you know you guys have been great with like toys for tots and stuff like that in the past helping us raise money so if you're free on saturday stop down here and see her leechburg i'm just on a monologue right now i'm just going leechburg on saturday uh weights wings and beer uh wings are coming from the moonlight i know they had last count was like 12 or 13 people signed up for that so that should be a lot of fun and then we have some new stuff. What are you doing? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, r- while Ryan was doing all that, I was doing like some technical stuff with my mic. I was over here creeping. He's he's messing up my monologue. Here. I'm rolling. <laughs> this is like this is like uh, I'm doing some weird stuff. This but... is like those late night shows with like Kimmel and all that. Like Kimmel <laughs> or Fallon when they do like a freaking twenty minute monologue at the beginning. That's what I'm doing. Uh, stay tuned. We got some new stuff coming in the next couple weeks to enhance our training program a little bit, make those in your own space workouts a little more fun, a little more variety. Uh, So that stuff's coming. And with that, I'm going to stop talking for a little bit. All right. I dig it. That was a big monologue. Anyways, getting started this week. Ryan, it's my turn. I'd like to get your take. You ready? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. So Ryan over the weekend helped me uh, pick up a washer and dryer. Uh, we were coming back to my place, and we were crossing over the bridge down by Oakmont. And the Halton it, Bridge. Yeah, the Halton Bridge. Okay. It got me thinking. I, I looked off to my right, and I saw that little like island there, 
and how it has like houses and stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, people live on that. People live on that. My question is, one, is it safe? I mean, we've gotten some serious like rain and stuff as of lately. Like, how often does that shit flood? Um, but two, and this is my like true question: How do they classify like what like county and jurisdiction they live in? Like, they're in the middle of the water. I think that's pretty clear cut. Like, I mean, if the body, of, if the if the river where they live is within the the, the boundaries of Harmer Township, or yeah, whatever. but Oakmont's right there. So I like, think it's just wherever it the split? county. It's just wherever the county divides. I guess. I don't know. Get get out a map. You got to survey it. You got to get a survey crew out there. It looks like we got to call up our dude Matt. Here's the thing. I'm not living on an island in a river that's like. 30 feet wide <laughs> if you can swim to the to the island you, you can't live there I, I don't know if people permanently live there or that, if it's like yeah a, i don't i, I want to say they probably don't summer they summer there they <laughs> summer su- summer vacation they, they on the island there the, they summer in the patch of grass and harmer in the middle of the river i don't know i do know i love all our members but there was a member in Leechburg. I don't even actually know if he was an official member. He might have just been doing like a short-term thing or something. This was years ago. But he lived on that island. <laughs> I just, I, it doesn't make and sense to me. And he talked about that island like it was, like he owned a private island in the Caribbean. Like paradise. Like he was like just puffing his chest out like, I live on the island. in And I was like, at the time, I had never really driven by there, so I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, this guy lives on, like, an island. And then you drive by, and it's, like, a mound of dirt, kind of just, like, in the middle of the river. So Yeah, with some trees. It's it's an odd setup. I, I don't know who's – I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what type of real estate's available. I don't know if this is a house or you just kind of go set up a tent there for, like, the, the weekend. I don't know what's going on, but it's a very weird – a very weird situation nonetheless. I do think the the count I think you're overthinking the county township aspect of it. I think it's just whatever you fall into there. Yeah, like I, I just, it's not like it's mobile. Like if well, somebody yeah. lived on like a houseboat, I don't know who they're paying taxes to if they can just take that thing all over the place. But I just uh, like it goes back to like <laughs> the way I think of it is like almost like um, if two countries were like battling over an island in the ocean, like are two counties battling over who has the island there to get the tax money? I, I don't think anybody wants that island though. They might be like they might be more of like a you take it. Like you know what I mean? Like they, they come together to meet. It's shitty enough here, you can have Yeah, it. they're like who who if anybody lives on the island. I, we apologize. Um, but I think they probably came together and were like, you know what, why don't you take this out? Here's here's my question though. Did you drive through there when they tore down the old Halton Bridge and it was just sitting in the river? No, because I wasn't living here probably at that time. It wasn't that long ago. It was probably three years ago or something. Oh, then no. <laughs> they had the old Halton Bridge, and then once they had the new one like built enough that you could drive across it, I don't know if I don't know what they did. If this was like a explosive situation or how they got rid of the old one, but literally I'm doing hand motions that you can't see. Like the old bridge, like the old like steel, like yeah, big, yeah. big old school kind of bridge was just sitting in the water like it like i don't know what they did to get it off like 
yeah you know the supports it was sitting on but it was literally just sitting in the river for a few days until i guess they dismantled it and got rid of it so my question is that's not that far from that island so at some point that bridge dropped into the water i'm assuming yeah what's the waves like on that when a bridge drops into the (laughs) river and you're living on that island i mean you gotta that's like a tsunami yeah, I mean, I mean, getting technical, I'm pretty sure the bridge is downriver from the island. You don't think a full-size bridge falling into a river is shooting a little bit of ripples up the other No, way? I mean, it will. I just, I think because it's downriver, it down, helps. It's downriver, just, it, just around the river bend. Yeah. Like it, Pocahontas. It helps a little bit. I got something I got to I gotta talk about. All right. I yeah. actually have two things. We'll, we'll, we'll get into our topic, don't and worry. They're, they're related, so. All right, perfect. I'm gonna try to not 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 go towards the political route, but Ooh. I did get some support on on a few of my few of my my issues last week. But here's 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 an issue, and let me let me uh, let me ask you what you think here. Is a cat an indoor or an outdoor pet? I hate cats, so I frankly don't give a shit. You have a cat. I know. I hate him. Do you let your cat just roam outside? Or I would like to. Cat? No, I'm just 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 give it to me straight here. Does your cat go outside? Unfortunately, no. No, and neither does mine. However, in addition to chickens in the neighborhood, there's just a wild cat just, just uh, they're everywhere. Like there's at least three that I've seen that just wander around the whole neighborhood. And I had, there's this one, I almost took it in. It's been on my back patio multiple times and I can't even get in my house because it tries to run in the back door. <laughs> the other day, I was in my driveway getting in my truck. It jumped into my truck. It was like on the floorboards, like where the pedals were and stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? Get the hell out of my truck. So like these, there's at least, and I don't know if they're all coming from the same house or what, but like, again, I live in a residential neighborhood. Yeah. It's like I'm living in, in, in the wild here. I got There's like three cats that just walk through the, through the back patio, the yard, like whatever they want to do. I had a baby deer be born underneath my kid's slide in my backyard. In that's, that's some Pocahontas shit. Dude, I got deer just walking down the middle of the road. I got chickens. I got cats just roaming around doing whatever they want. I, I live in Plum. I live in a holiday park. And it's like I'm living. Yeah, I've, in, I mean, like, I've, I've been there. Like you're it's in the like neighborhood. I'm living in the wilderness. There's like ten thousand houses five feet from each other, and I'm living in, in the, like the wild west here with just animals everywhere, which takes me to what I really want to talk about. We went to the zoo on Saturday. What a great place! We took the kids to the zoo. It was awesome. We got some pretty cheap tickets from my mom's work. Jordan's old enough now that, like, he knows the names of all the animals. He can talk about, like, ones he was excited to see. But you want to talk about some people watching. Dude. You want to talk about just what a What a great place to people watch. Go to the zoo. And here's the things that bother me. I got a three-year-old and soon-to-be three-year-old. I, you know, I don't really care about Ellie. She's only seven months. She she didn't know what the hell was going on. But when you got kids and you're at the zoo and there are adults with no kids standing up in the front looking at the animals so that there's kids that can't see them, 
what are you doing? You're 38 years old. You've, you've seen the gorillas. You know what the gorillas look like. Get your ass in the back. Let the little kids up to the front so they can see. And you can just stare at the gorillas from five feet further than being in the front. Why do you need to be with your face pressed up against the glass as an adult when there's kids behind you that can't see? Try to stand up to the gorilla. Try to size it up. I mean, what are you doing? Like, get the hell out of the way. Try to size it up. And it's just like, it's everywhere, man. It's like, then these people are like acting like, you know, my kid's all juiced up to see the little leopard that's right up against the glass. And he's trying to like, you know, duck around through people's, through people's legs to try to see it. It just drives me nuts, man. I go, that's, that's the zoo for me. I don't even really enjoy it. I just, I get frustrated with other people's behavior. That's why I don't go do anything. That's why all I do is golf. Let me ask you this though. Here's another thing I saw. What do you think about men wearing those baby carrier things, like with their babies saddled up on their chest? I'm all in. Really? Rock it. Really? I'd love to see you wear one, Ryan. I refuse. <laughs> you're on board with that. Hey, man, you got to carry the baby somehow. Yeah, you're you're a man. You yeah. pick that baby up with your arm and you hold the damn thing. And if I'm hungry and I'm thirsty, I got to have hands to hold stuff. Oh, my God. I, I never would have anticipated disagreement on this topic. I'm all there in. was people, there were dudes walking around. Functionality. That's what it is. baby strapped to their chest, just looking miserable with their head, like, bobbing around in this thing. Just looking like they got the worst, like, wedgie of their life being strapped well, I mean, into this do. thing. They oh, just there's don't know no it. way. So we had we did not have that for Jordan. After Ellie was born, Melissa got one of those and made the slightest hint that I should consider using it at some point. And I have never written something off faster in my life. There is zero chance I'm walking around with a baby strapped to my chest. Like I'm like I'm like a Boy Scout troop leader or something. Hey man, and I'm I, I think you could rock it. There's no chance. I'm, I think I think I'm you doing. could rock it. I think it'd be good. But. That's why you go to the gym, so that no matter how annoying it is and how much your arms burn, you just hold that kid like a man. You don't strap <laughs> him into your chest like he's going on the on the Phantom whatever the Phantoms Revenge or whatever at Kennywood. I don't even know what's at Kennywood anymore. Is that still I, there? I don't know. I've never been to Kennywood. I don't have a clue. Never. No, man. It's not bad. Four years here. Not haven't been there yet. We'll go. We'll, we'll find time. We'll take that baby carrier with yeah, us. Yeah, we'll take the baby. We'll strap it in. But that's why you go to the gym. That's why you work out. And that's why you work out with bands. So, Ooh. Tyler, why don't you let everybody know what we're getting into today. Start us off here. All right. So, we're, we're diving into some resistance bands uh, and kind of the benefits and the additions and why they are so beneficial to be used in your workouts and so forth so resistance bands they're here in the gym they're hanging up on the wall you might see them on the rig you might see them on the floor they're everywhere you know who knows you may have gotten a few here or there from you know at home or from physical therapy or something like that and bands mostly have been used for rehab purposes that's kind of where they really started uh, from the things that I've been able to kind of find from it, at least here in the U.S. of things, bands started within rehab. 
um, and just a way to strengthen up, you know, the tendons, the ligaments, and the muscles in a controlled manner before allowing people to go back to, you know, full movement and everything like that. But they're not just for rehab. Like they have tons of beneficial purposes and that's what we're gonna kind of dive into today. And one of the main ones that I wanna dive into to start is a big one for a lot of people and that is posture. Um, bands can help you improve posture just by doing a few handful of exercises such as band pull-aparts in multiple different variations. Uh, it can help with utilizing the posterior chain and kind of better engaging the hips and everything like that to make sure that our hips are in better postural position. A lot of stuff can come out of that uh, and obviously we'll, we'll dive more into it as we keep going. But that's what we're diving into. Benefits, the pros, resistance bands, wh why do we use them? Yeah, so I think one thing that's important with resistance bands. So they are great for all those purposes. And the reason they are great for those purposes is because of the, the way the resistance works, as opposed to using like free weights or something like that. So whenever you're using dumbbells or uh, barbells or even machines, there's going to be a point in every exercise where you're pretty much doing nothing because the structure of your body is just kind of supporting the, the load, your muscle isn't doing anything. So like, for example, if we're doing a, a bench press, just cause it's an easy one to picture, um, or even a squat, we'll, we'll do a squat. So whenever you're doing a squat, when you're standing straight up and down, like at the top position and the bars just on your back, but your legs aren't bent, your muscles and your quads and your hamstrings and your glutes really aren't doing anything. Your, your structure of your body uh, is kind of just holding the weight there. You're not really doing anything. So, and every exercise is that way. There's a point, whether it's a, a lateral raise with dumbbells, you know, when your arms are straight down at your side, your muscles aren't really doing anything. Uh, if it's a bicep curl, when you're at the very top uh, and the very bottom, it's not really doing anything. But when you're using bands for that stuff, um, the band's always pulling back. So even when you're at those top positions, the weight's still pulling down on you. So you still have to uh, engage a lot of muscles to support that. So if you're doing uh, like a bicep curl with a band versus dumbbells, when you're at that top position, that's when that band's pulling back on you the most. Uh, so it just gives you a little, little more advantage in that. And then also too, like some of those posture exercises that Tyler was talking about, like band pull-aparts or face pulls and things like that. Um, there's really no way to do those with with weights. I mean, you could do some stuff like laying down where you do some reverse flies or something, but yeah. there's no way to, you can't just like hold two dumbbells out in front of you and just move your arms out to the side and get the same effect because the, the way the, at that point when you're holding a weight, it's really just gravity pushing down on that weight that's like providing resistance. There's not really any like side to side resistance or anything like that. So Bands allow you for a lot of those rehab and posture and um, you know even some mobility stuff. It just mm -hmm. allows you to use a, a line of resistance that's more advantageous for what you're trying to do that you can't perform with weights because there's no way to create resistance in like that plane of movement. So yeah, that's um, that's probably the most basic use for bands and, and really one of the you know most beneficial yeah i mean best uses um, for sure so that i mean that's really where you see most people using them um you know obviously a lot of people were using them for like home workouts and stuff when we were closed and 
that was really all they had. So um, it's a it's a way you know to to change the line of resistance for all those rehab things, and it also just is a way to create some resistance. So like if bands are all you have, or like if you're going on vacation and wherever you're going, there's not a gym available or whatever hotel you're in just has like a couple little things, you know, you can get a pretty damn good workout with just, just some bands and oh, yeah, Tyler sure. can tell you all about that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I did back during quarantine was I had three, three bands and a set of dumbbells and like that was it. So the dumbbells are great, but it's a, a you know, single weighted resistance. Like I only have 25 pound dumbbells. That's it. I got nothing else. I can't change 25 pound dumbbells, but I can change my resistance with my bands so I can make things harder or lighter depending on what I plan on doing. Um, and that's how I did all of quarantine between, you know, working on band pull aparts in different formats, trying to work on, you know, the upper portion of the back of the rear delts, diving into uh, banded push-ups and in increasing the explosive mo- movement coming up out of the push-up from the bottom. Uh, I figured out how to bench press with bands, utilizing a two by four and and bands, which was very um, jerry-rigged, uh, but it was sweet. Uh, but like you just you know, bands allow for this big creativity. Uh, it allows for a different stimulus, a different change of resistance, and you can do just about everything that you can do with a set of dumbbells with bands it's truly you know, possible uh, you know where bands would be great where would bands be great if you lived on the island in Hormer. oh and you didn't have access to a gym yeah because you, you, you ran could, out ran you out could, of gas and lost a oar in the water you could you could swim your way over to the island with a set of with a set of bands in tow and then when you get to the island, you could just do full workouts with bands there on, it is. on the island. I'm so, gonna do that. Um, one of the one of the coolest things with bands, and it goes along with what Tyler was just talking about with some of those home workouts, is it's extremely easy and quick to adjust the amount of resistance you're getting versus like other tools you can use. So like even if you have a full set of dumbbells, or like I have the the power block ones where you just pull the thing out. To, to adjust the, the resistance, you still got to set it down. You got to adjust it. Or if you're doing a machine, you got to set it down and, you know, pull the pin out, slide it up to a lighter weight or a heavier weight. With bands, you know, you just change where you're grabbing or where you're standing on it or, what, or where you're anchoring it. You just, you change up the distance and the amount of band that you're using and you can quickly change the, the resistance to be um, easier or harder. So they're really great for like, you know, drop sets or like burnout sets or something like that. You know, you can do an exercise and grab a bunch of the band so that it's difficult and just do that as long as you can. And then, you know, grab a little lower on the band. Like if we're doing like a tricep push down or something like that with a band, you can grab really high up on the band, crank out as many as you can. Once it starts to get a little too difficult, you can slide your hands down a little bit and keep going, slide your hands down again and keep going. So uh, they're very useful and, and easy to adjust the difficulty of to, you know, benefit you in, in those situations where you're trying to either switch from one exercise to the next real quick or do like a drop set or just burn it out at the end of something. Yeah, um, They're definitely sure. a lot more versatile in that sense than dumbbells, you know, switching your set of dumbbells or setting the barbell down and taking plates off and putting lighter plates on or whatever. Um, so they're very, very useful and easy, easy to change for things like that too. 
Yeah, and I mean, I would I would even throw in real fast, like, obviously, we're talking, like, dumbbell movements, kind of, you know, other, you know, compound-based movements, such as rows, things along those lines, which you can do with bands. But um, the one thing I'd remind people is, like, you can also do core workouts with bands. We covered this uh, quite a few episodes back when we talked about some of our best and favorite core exercises. You know, anti-rotational movements with bands are by far like one of the best things you could do for your that core. That was episode 11. Episode 11. Ryan's got all of our list of episodes up right now. so We're getting organized around here. We're, we're trying to get organized. Um, but like we, we diving into anti-rotational exercises with bands is amazing. It's super beneficial for your core. And that's just like the starting, you know, realm of, of core exercises with the band. Like there is a massive like – list of exercises you can go into core wise whether you know rotation rotational movements uh limb rotations things along those lines like you can get a lot of stuff happening with that as well so don't think that like uh band allows me to do some curls and allows me to you know do some tricep press downs and then that's about it like you can do anything with bands yeah and that that the core ones especially is where that like line of resistance like coordinating with how your body actually moves becomes very important so like if you're doing um you know some rotations with a band like tyler was saying whether it's like a a shorter range where you're just kind of going shoulder to shoulder or something where you're actually turning your full body those are exercises you'll see people do like holding a weight but it really makes no sense um, because it's it's not how your obliques or it's not how your core really works in terms of like rotational power. So unless you're like throwing a ball side to side, you know, that makes sense. But if you're just like holding a ball and turning to the side, it's really not going to do a whole lot for you. But if you're holding a band and you're turning to the side so that the whole time you're turning, the band is trying to turn you back in the opposite direction than you want to go, then it takes a lot more strength and it recruits a lot more muscles in your uh, in your core to do that. Um, and then it's actually building real core strength. So um, one, one of the main functions of your core is to keep you stable and keep you in one position. So, I mean, think of how many times you, I mean, shit, we were just trying to lift the washer and a dryer on, on Friday. Or, like, yeah. think of how many times you're doing something around the house or, you're, you know, you're trying to push something I mean, that's picking, heavy or pull something. Up, like. Yeah, you know, something is going to try to pull your body in the opposite direction that you want it to move. And your core is really what's going to have to tighten up and kind of transfer that power and keep you stable uh, so that you can actually move it and go in the direction you want to. So using bands for that. Uh, the line of pull, like where you're getting the resistance from pulling you in the opposite direction of the way you're turning is ideal. Uh, if you're just doing that, holding like a, a medicine ball or something, you know, you might get a little burn going, but it's not actually going to give you the type of benefit you're looking for. So um, yeah. core exercises, especially with bands, is, is much more effective than like holding a weight plate or a medicine ball or something like that. So. Um, the core stuff is, is great. Uh, the other, you know, really where, where bands are probably most prevalent besides rehab stuff uh, is going to be with, like, strength and conditioning and powerlifting in the yeah. form of accommodating resistance. 
Um, and there's really two aspects of accommodating resistance. So one of the most underutilized ways of training for like the average gym goer, um, I feel like we need to create like a fake like name avatar of like the average fake person. Avatar. Like average Joe ain't working. We need to like our own. We need our own person for that, but we'll work on that. But yeah. anyway, for the average, like... Coming next week. The average, you know, ham and agger that's going to the <laughs> gym and and just trying to get in better shape and trying to get stronger uh, or trying to build some muscle. Training for speed uh, and training for, for velocity and trying to move a weight fast um, is a great way. So, like, creating force is really what, what you're trying to do when you're working out or when you're playing sports or whatever it is you're doing. Uh, and there's two sides. To, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little sciencey here, a little physics. Science. So force is two things. Force is mass and it's acceleration. So force is mass times acceleration. So one of the ways to create more force is to be able to lift more mass. So be able to lift heavier, but that's only half the equation. The other, the other equation to increase the amount of force you can produce is to increase that acceleration side of things. So, uh, and that's something nobody's doing. Everybody's focusing on lifting more weight, lifting heavier weights, you know, from one week to the next. And there's, you know, for most people, there's a limit. To, well, for everybody, there's a limit to that. Yeah. But for most people, unless you're like a freak that's, you know, squatting a thousand pounds, like, you know, eventually you're getting to a point after you've done it for a while where like, you can work your ass off for a year and maybe lift five pounds more on a, on a bench or a squat or a deadlift or something than you, you did previously. That There's upper limits to that for what our body can handle. So after so long, if you feel like you're kind of stuck on how much weight you can lift, then you're going to be kind of like plateauing out on that. But what you can then do is make progress on how quickly you can lift that weight or how much how, how, how fast you can accelerate that weight and then that's another way to get stronger and actually probably unlock the ability to lift heavier weights eventually because now you can create more force. So yeah. um, whenever you do that, though, it's hard to truly train for speed and velocity if you're just we'll go back to the to a squat. If you're just squatting with lighter weights and just trying to stand up quickly there's a limit to that because your body's going to kind of naturally try to slow you down your body's only going to let you go as fast as it can stop you yep. so if you if it didn't then when you stood up on the squat you would just like jump up to the ceiling or something so you don't truly go as fast as you can because your body knows that it's going to have to stop you rather quickly however you slap some bands on that bar the bands are going to pull you more at the top than they are the bottom. So you can stand up faster. You can do whatever bench press, whatever it is you're doing with bands. You can do it with a greater force and a higher velocity um, because the bands are going to slow you down at the top and are going to help you stop at the top. So now you can move that weight a lot faster without like your arms flying off at the top because they couldn't stop the weight or anything like that. So um, the bands really help you in that in that sense where you start to train explosively uh, obviously when you're lifting a heavy weight and you're working more on that mass half of the equation that weight's going to move you know pretty slow you know if anybody's ever if anybody ever says remember when i did that 315 here last summer oh yeah and it was the slowest moving rep in the history of weightlifting but anybody who's ever lifted a heavy weight or as that weight starts to get heavier if you're doing eight or ten or twelve reps those last couple reps move a lot slower oh yeah 
than the first couple. So that's the mass is going up, but the acceleration is coming down. So the force is kind of the same. But um, but anyway, so if you get lighter weights and you start moving them a lot faster than you move your weights currently, it's going to recruit new muscle fibers. It's going to use um, you know it's just going to use more muscle fibers to try to to try to move that weight as fast as possible. I mean, think about if you. I don't know, just tried to throw a throw a ball like two feet slowly, like a heavy medicine ball or something, like feel how many muscles it would take to do that versus trying to throw a 10 pound medicine ball as fast and as far as you can, like you're going to feel every muscle group in your body to try to make that happen. So um, it recruits a lot more muscles, it recruits a lot more muscle groups, uh, different muscle fibers, you know, it gets those fast twitch muscle fibers in there. So it's a great way to train and to get stronger. Uh, and I've never, it's not really something I was doing. And then once I did do it, like then the amount of weight I could actually lift went, went through the roof as well. So it's something nobody's doing. And, and honestly, cause a lot of people don't know how to do it, uh, which we can get into as well, but it, it's a great way. If you're kind of stuck on your strength, it's a great way to do it. And it's also a good way to give your body something different, you know, instead yeah. of loading heavy weights on your joints all the time. <clears throat> Um, because when you do it, what you're going to want to do is probably use 50 to 60% of what you're capable of lifting. So like if you can bench press 300 pounds, if you're going to do this type of thing, you're probably going to want to use about 150 pounds and then put some bands on there. That way you can move quickly. If, if you try to do something like this with heavier weight, you're still going to move too slowly to really get the benefit. So whatever you're doing, if it's a squat or a bench press or whatever, if you have a rough idea on what you can lift, uh, you're going to want to do about half of that with the band so that you can move quickly. And you're also going to want to do it for less reps, for low reps. So even if you could do it for like 10 reps, you're still probably going to want to do it for less than five. Just because, like we said earlier, the further you get into a set, generally the reps tend to start to slow down. So you want those reps to be as high quality as possible and as fast as possible. And it's going to... Uh, you, you might even start dunking if you do that. You, you, might never be down, know. you might be down at the court with us just throwing down on those hoops. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to unlock a whole different type of deal for you. It'll do a lot for you. Like, for sure. I remember last spring, you and I were lifting up at uh, Leechburg, and we got on the, the speed deadlift train. Ripping and ripping. Speed deadlift train, you know, and that stuff, like, that stuff helps. And it kind of diving into what Ryan's talking about a little bit more. We're, we're talking about basically what's called the strength curve, um, meaning, you know, like he said with squats, the top of the rep is when you're going to have the most resistance. At the bottom of the rep is when you're going to have the least amount of resistance, you know, based on where the bands are sitting. Now, this can change, you know, depending on where you place bands. Like if we were squatting, if we place the bands at the bottom of the rack, the top of the movement's the, the hardest part, and then we come back down and it's easier. If we say let's flip maybe we're not going for speed maybe we're going for strength then we have bands up at the top of the rack along the bar and as we go down the resistance increases on the bands that way it helps us come up out of the squat out of the hole a little bit easier so we can get used to getting up out of that position with heavier weight you know, so depending on where you place your bands is depending on where, you know, it's helping you along in that strength curve. So 
it's super beneficial if you're running into plateaus, if you're running into uh, injury issues, you know, switching over to more of the explosive speed style like Ryan was talking about can kind of take take away some of that pressure on the joints. It can allow us to have a little bit better recovery, work the muscles different. Uh, you know, that's another big thing that we're kind of diving in. This is creating a new stimulus for us and a different style of training all by adding one extra piece of equipment. Like yes. We're not doing much else. Like we're adding something else into this. That's it. Everything else is the same. So there's two, uh, let, let's go with what you're just talking about there for a second. So there's, whenever we talk about that, that accommodating resistance, which basically just means like, you know, it, it sometimes during the exercise, it's going to give you less resistance and then other times it's going to give you more. So one way to do that is the speed side, like I talked about. So at the bottom, it's not going to give you any resistance and then it's going to really start to pull at the top, which is what allows it to slow down. Uh, but then there's the other side where you can use it to maximize the strength curve and you can do that in two ways. So one of the ways Tyler was talking about there would be called reverse band, which is where you put it at the top. And it's so if you're benching or squatting, like he said, it's going to give you less at the top and more at the bottom. The other way is you can still set the bands up from the bottom up yeah. for that. And what it's going to do, so if you do a squat or a bench press or whatever, there's different points in that movement where you're stronger than at other points. So generally at the bottom, when your muscle is the longest and it's the most stretched out. So if you're squatting, when you're all the way down in the bottom of the squat, that bottom couple inches there is where you're the weakest. And then as you get more, you start standing more upright, uh, you get better leverage with the way your body is built so it becomes easier. Same thing with the bench press. For most people, when that bar is down closest to your chest and your chest is the most stretched out, you're the weakest. And then as you get up higher, your triceps start kicking in. The, just the, the way your body is structured with your bones and everything, you just get stronger at the top. However, what that means is like the weight that you're using the amount of weight you can lift is, is going to be the amount of weight that you can handle when you're in the weakest position. So let's say if you're bench pressing 300 pounds, because you can handle 300 pounds at the bottom, but maybe on the top half, you could probably handle 325 or 330 or something like that. There's really no way you're not going to have people stand on both sides of the bar. And you're going to take 325 pounds off. And then when it gets closer to your chest, you're going to have them pull weight off. And then when it gets higher up, put the weight back on. Like you're just not, you can't do that. It's not going to work. But if you have bands on there, when you lower that bar down towards your chest, the bands are going to be pulling less. So it's not, you're not lifting necessarily as much weight at the bottom. And then the higher you get up as that exercise naturally becomes a little bit easier now those bands start to pour, pull a little bit more so it adds more resistance at the top of the movement where you're the strongest so now the whole way through the exercise your muscles are being worked at a higher level instead of working really hard at the bottom of the movement and then maybe that top half is a little bit easier and you're not getting as much out of it you get more value more bang for your buck out of the whole exercise doing it that way um, so that, that's kind of the two ways that that accommodating resistance can be helpful. It can be helpful in the speed side of things where you're moving the weight fast and the bands are helping you slow it down at the top so that you can move it faster. And then there's also that, um, using kind of the strength curve to your advantage with the, with the bands there where it's, it's going to be easier whenever it's harder, and then it's going to be tougher whenever it's easier, you know, at the top when you're the strongest. So it gives you more, more weight, more resistance the whole way through the movement instead of just one side. 
and the like even if you're not trying to like be explosive or, or get any of that stuff the, the strongest people in the world like power lifters and all that stuff the way most of them structure their training is they have two days a week where they lift heavy so they have like a heavy upper body day a heavy lower body day and then they have two days a week where they train that acceleration side of things so they have a, he- a fast lower body day where they're doing jumps and squats with bands deadlifts with bands sprints things like that where you're using that fast twitch side and then they have a fast lower body day where they're doing you know banded bench presses and medicine ball throws and like all kind of stuff so when you increase the mass and you increase the acceleration throughout your training then you increase the amount of force you can produce which makes you stronger and faster and all that stuff so um it's a great it's a great way to 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 change up your workouts and, and do something different. It's kind of fun actually. Yeah, it um, is. it's quick, you know, you're, you're doing less, less reps and you're moving faster. You don't need as much recovery between sets when you're doing that. So it's a great way to throw your body for a loop and, and really unlock some more potential, uh, to get stronger and to get more athletic and run faster, jump higher, move more weight, uh, through a different, different style. So, that um you know outside of that rehab kind of side of things that's probably where bands are the most utilized is is within powerlifting and strength and conditioning and athletic training and things like that so um what else we got here you got some more to talk about here i mean it really it's just the the summing up of, of you know bands kind of like what you're doing now where they can just be used for for everything in the sense of helping us progress further with our fitness journey whether you're at home working out or whether you're in the gym working out like they can have such beneficial uses and trying to help progress forwards with yeah bands are bands are awesome i mean you can use them to warm up you know like we talked about with some of that posture stuff with because you can't you know if you're trying to work on warm up your rotator cuffs so that you don't hurt them benching you know, people will grab the, uh, I think I think my boy DeFranco calls it the summit ease. Uh, huh. They'll grab a little weight plate or a little dumbbell and kind of wave their hands back and forth, thinking yeah. they're like warming up the rotator cuff. But again, with that line of resistance, gravity's just pushing that weight down, which really has yeah. nothing to do with your rotator cuff. But if you're using a band out to the side, yeah, it's actually resisting you like in the plane that your rotator cuff actually works. So they're great for warm ups. They're great for mobility. They're great for posture. They're great for, you know, making exercises more effective by using that line of resistance. Like we talked about with the core stuff, face pulls, pull aparts, basically anything where you're going side to side, bands are going to be great because you can't really mimic that resistance with, with free weights. Yeah. Um, so it makes those exercises more effective. It's great for like pump sets or burnout sets, you know, doing push downs or curls or whatever because you can switch up how difficult it is just by how you're standing on the band or how you're how far away you are with the band yeah. or how much you're stretching the band or how much of the band you're grabbing so you can make it tough and then make it easier. And go, going back to like one of the things you said at the beginning, you know, with with bands and how they it has this constant force and resistance happening the whole time. That's forcing your body to utilize more muscles all the same time. So the one I'm thinking about is like, if we were doing bicep curls, you know, not only are you utilizing your bicep and, and, you know, maybe your forearms a little bit and things like that to 
create the force to bring it up but now depending on how you're holding it you now need to hold on to that band nice and tight because you don't need the band slipping so now that's going to add a little bit more forearm activation in because that's part of our grip you also have this little bit of like instability there too so now you have to worry about the stability side of things so now we're diving into wrist and elbows and making sure we're keeping everything nice and stable and we haven't even talked about any of that stuff you know of what bands can do with helping with stability stuff i that completely went over my head and i forgot about it until just now yeah we're winging it here oh yeah, yeah we're winging i mean we had some notes but we're winging it. you know it, it is what that's it what is. you guys are here for you know you're not here for professionalism you know you're, you're here for the you're here for the ride, so yeah, and that's that um, that global aspect is why bands are so great in rehab. That's why they're used for rehab is because of a lot of those things you just talked about. That line of resistance, that amount of resistance, like the the amount of muscles and tendons and ligaments that are kind of being recruited uh, from that instability and things like that. That's why they're so valuable, you know, in a rehab type setting because a lot of times. You know, when you have an injury or a surgery or whatever, you know, not only are, are the ligaments or tendons that you injured affected, but then the muscles around that become affected and it all kind of works together. So those bands recruit all of that stuff at once um, and can kind of get you get you back on the on the right track for sure. Yeah. So um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we have too much else. I think we're about there. So great episode. I thought it, I thought it was an all, all timer. That's why we're. You know, climbing the charts, <laughs> climbing the charts around here. So, I wonder if we actually have like a ranking on Apple. I tried to look. It it, it doesn't. I don't think uh, we're like, not in the top two hundred. I can tell you that because <laughs> that's as far as you could scroll on the thing. Right, but well, I would guess like if I was gonna rank us on Apple Podcasts, I'd say we're probably five hundred and seventy three. Five seventy three. But but climbing. You know what I mean. Right. Five seventy three and climbing. So. All right. To help us climb, <laughs> hypothetical. We're five seventy three. No one's gonna tell numbers. us otherwise. So unless Apple does, drop us a. Yeah, we gotta check out those numbers. See what happens. We'll 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 um, but you know, you guys can help us out by leaving us a five star review on Apple. It takes five seconds to do at the most. It you don't just click take the long. little five stars. You could share this with your friends, family members, anybody that's working out. You know, we do it geared towards our Anytime Fitness members in Cheswick and Leechburg, but, you know, you get, a, you get a doozy of an episode like today. That's changing lives across the globe. You know, that's not limited to the, to the gyms here. So you got some friends, family members, coworkers, anybody that likes uh, fitness, working out, trying to get healthier, share this podcast with them. We appreciate it. You know, we, we don't uh, we, we don't get paid for this. You no, know, we don't. We're, we're just enjoying it, providing some info, trying to help everybody out. So give us that five star. Help us out. Share us with the friends, the family. When you're listening to it, take a screenshot. Put it up in your stories Ooh, on Instagram or Facebook. One. Yeah, let one. people know you're listening. Let us know you're listening. Let, we, let us know that you We see the numbers of, of listens, but we don't necessarily know... Uh, who all's who all's tuning in? You know, people that, that let us know, we appreciate that. So if you're listening, if you like what you're hearing, if it's valuable, let us know. If you have questions, let us know. If you think we're idiots, let us know. Well, Take I mean, it. it's already it's in, in the, the title. Name. It's in the name. We forewarn you. So episode 24 <laughs> in the books. We're getting lengthy with these episodes. Little back to back 48 minuteers possibly. Uh, so. That's it. If I keep rambling long enough to hit 48. So, yeah, that's uh, it. Episode 24, we appreciate it. Go buy a hoodie. Come buy some stuff from Zoe on Saturday. 
and we will see you next week. See you guys.